Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 114. My name is Tyler, and uh, I'm here with Matt. And today, Matt, I am sitting between my two best friends. Wow. Yeah. And really? I am not you. I am not oh, sitting between okay. you. <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about you? I did first, and then I was like, "Well, what about?" So on my right is my wife Emily. She's not going to talk much. She waved. Do you want to say hi or no? Okay, that's probably all you're going to hear from her because she said she didn't want to talk. On my left is uh, my best friend Justin Coleman. Say hey. hi, Justin. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the podcast. Really stoked to be here. Uh, <laughs> love Pastor Matt. Love what Pastor Tyler do. <laughs> and excited to uh have you ever called me pastor tyler yeah, i think pastor tyler, excited for the episode why uh oh go ahead you've never listened to an episode right i've listened to two i believe oh you told me that two. yesterday i didn't know he'd listen okay i i thought you were a no so i gave i gave the podcast this is a hot take a four-star rating because Out of i five. saw because i saw that there was only fives and i wanted to in yeah. my mind increase the credibility yep. and if it ever got a low rating later i know how to change my rating to a five so <laughs> i like it that's great Justin, how do we know each other? We go way back to Camp Shamina. Uh, teammates is very high responsibility, very, um, at the time, type a. follow type A, follow leadership to the T. I'm more of a loose cannon, adaptable back in the day, mm-hmm. and just would find find ways to kind of toe the line, which would uh, be controversial to some people. And for me and teammates initially, didn't click super just did, did you dislike me i didn't i never disliked team eggs but we just didn't necessarily fully click i knew that team eggs was a great smt and counselor for shamana and i knew that he was a good dude and then when we went to northwestern that's when we really started talking more and getting to know each other and became best buds. And, and i chilled out a little bit team eggs became more chill that's true well you, you, guys, you made me more chill you and maggie did you guys think initially you were sitting in judgment of the other person like tyler were you looking at justin saying like wow oh absolutely i thought i, I and, thought that he didn't work hard and then vice versa were you looking at team eggs no like wow what so so team eggs job was what coordinator at camp shanna and i just that was kind of the it was the, the gr- just grinded out job it was a grinded like, out job and the people before him there the teammates had big shoes to fill honestly yeah the year before and the year before that and this guy named randy who was who was big and just their leadership styles and so teammates probably subconsciously felt well one his partner was really partner was like working. perfect yeah and our so, boss loved my partner so much yeah that's a hard level of a thing mm-hmm. to kind of match to and then just based on the past of being like oh maybe i need to be this certain way when at the end of the day you know we just need to be the best version of ourselves in those leadership positions so well, it's funny you say that i didn't work hard because my job at camp was literally the fun director no, well i was gonna say that like by contrast like my job was like grind it out work 16 hours a day like wake up at seven and work until 1 a.m justin's job was be be silly like make everybody yeah. laugh i mean he and emily were actually partners that summer and they did i mean they worked hard like they, yeah. they planned all of camp and ran the entire schedule but from my perspective as somebody who would like wake up and sweat for 16 hours and go to bed, I would get annoyed because I was like, oh, they're just memeing around all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but then we went to Northwestern. I relaxed. And then uh, then we were best friends. That does sound like a great job. Is great. Fun director. Not your That's what my brother's doing this summer, actually. Really? Alex is the, the fun director at Shamanaw right now. That fits. Hey, before we get too much further, this uh, we do have a sponsor today. Um, I have never heard of this sponsor, but maybe you guys have. So... Uh, this episode, episode 114, is brought to you by JJ's Putt-Putt and Savage. You guys ever heard of that? No, Justin, you should Google it and see if it's real. Okay. Well, we've got an ad from them. Uh, <laughs> Dollar Tuesdays and BOGO Thursdays. Oh, so Dollar Tuesdays and BOGO. This is Thursday, right? So you can buy one, get one today. This does come out on a Thursday. Yeah. And it is Thursday in real life. That's the first time in a while. 
Uh, sorry, JJ's Dollar Tuesdays and Bogo Thursdays at JJ's Putt Putt. New for summer of 23, we have an alligator hole and we fixed the windmill. That's so cool. That's cool. Uh, eight vibrant ball colors to choose from and always open till 11 p.m. If you bring your own putter, you get a free eight ounce water. Huh. How much is the water if you don't bring your own putter? I don't know. You think that saves them much money if you bring your own putter? I wouldn't think so. So I don't know why that's in Probably the done. That, that's the water still free. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird to me. JJ's Putt Putt and Savage, bring your friends and bring your game. I guess during mm-hmm. COVID, okay. it might have saved them time not washing the putters. Oh, yes. It's probably a holdover offer from COVID. Yeah. Also, you know what? You know what I realized? It's appropriate that we have uh, a friend from Shamanah here today because I'm at Shamanah when people are listening to this. Because mm. this mm. comes out on, I think, August 17th, and it is currently July 27th. <laughs> In real life, I leave for Romania today. In listener life, I'm at Shamanah. I don't know if any of our listeners can keep up with your mind, Tyler. Like, What does that mean? You're, you have this ability to conceptualize like what we're doing now and compare it to like when it's coming out and say like what's happening. And I feel like that goes straight over my head. So I'm wondering how many of our listeners connect with that. I don't know. I mean, it make I feel like it makes sense that I'm the one who knows that because mm-hmm. I keep track of the release dates. Yeah. Like I like I have to, you know, so we get one a week. That's true. But you have to be attuned to that. Mm-hmm. What I would like to do now is initiate Justin to the Valley View podcast uh, with a spelling bee. Are you guys willing to compete against each other in a spelling contest? Absolutely. Matt okay. beats me more than I beat him. Oh, I you know I'm going to lose. <laughs> You're going to lose? I'm bet terrible. Okay. I chose words that I think are pretty easy. Okay. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> he asked me about um, art, various art topics yesterday. Yeah. You should listen to the one that comes out on August 10th. Okay. I don't know art. <laughs> okay. So I've got an A list and a B list here. So Justin, I'll let you choose. Do you want the A list or the B list for your list? A list? Okay. You get the A list. We'll let you go first. We'll just ping it back and forth. Because you're an A list celebrity. Okay. <laughs> Maybe someday. There we go. Okay. Justin, your first word is cabinet. C A B I N E T. Yeah. Nice job. Look at you. Are you ever tempted to spell that word differently or do you just know it straight up? That one I have memorized. Okay. <laughs> I struggle. I struggle with that word. All right. Tyler. Your first word is sympathy. Sympathy. S-Y-M-P-A-T-H-Y. Nice job. You're both one for one. Good job. All right, Justin. Your second word is cemetery. C-E-M-E-T-A-R-Y. That's all. Really close. Really close. Wait, that wasn't right? No, it ends with E-R-Y. Oh. I would have got that wrong, too. Mm -hmm. I absolutely would have got that wrong. All right. I mean, Uh, I had it. (laughs) So Justin's one for two. Tyler... Your second word is suspicious. Suspicious. S-U-S-P-I-C-I-O-U-S. Suspicious. Well done. You're two for two. Hey. All right. So, so far, what Justin thought would happen is kind of holding true. Right? <laughs> He's one behind, but we still have one word to go. I misspelled squirrel in the first one of these we did. That's tough. They did two R's, E-L. I think I did yeah, one L. I, I think I did uh, one L. It's really tough. All right, or last two, word. I, don't remember. I did something wrong. Justin, your last word is tambourine. Tambourine, T-A-M-B-O-I-R-N-E. That was a really good try. That is not All right. right. Uh, tambourine is spelled T-A-M-B-O-U-R-I-N-E. Okay. Yeah. Are, hmm. Is that the British spelling? Because I think the American spelling does not have the U after the O. Tambourine. I think the, hmm. the American spelling is just T-A-M-B-O-R-I-N-E. So. Hey, you might be right about that. I might Google it after this. Okay. After you spell your last word. Uh, your last word, Tyler, you've already won. 
by the way. So this is bonus. Okay. Maintenance. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Maintenance. M-A-I-T-E-N-A-N-C-E. Maintenance. That was pretty close. Okay. I, I think you might have just kind of gone too fast. You forgot the first N. It's M-A-I-N, main, T-E-N-A-N-C-E. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that N. Okay. Okay. So two for three, and Justin, one for two. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast. Thanks. Welcome to the world of getting beat and spelling by Tyler, which That's I'm perfect. very familiar with. I don't know. The only time I beat him is when I gave him Tagavailoa as a word. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. He, did, he wasn't super happy about that. But you never know it. <laughs> yeah, I spelled T-U-A. Hey, why don't you introduce uh, what Justin does for a living and the topic of the day? Well, Justin has contemplated doing a lot of things for a living. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, he is a, a businessman on the side. He's probably going to become a millionaire from it. But his primary job is that he is a videographer at a company called Anderson Windows. Hmm. So maybe we should have had them sponsor us, but we didn't. <laughs> um, he also sometimes shoots weddings. So check out Justin Coleman Films. You Google it. He's also wearing a shirt for it. So if we had a video podcast out right now, you'd see his advertisement for that. Nice. But uh, yeah, I think we decided that today we're going to talk to Justin about videography. That sounds great. I've got lots of questions. Maybe let's just start with um, what got you into videography? Tell us about your journey toward the world of videography. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe even like the other things that you also considered. Tyler alluded to um, lots of things that you thought you might do. Yeah. So yeah. Feel free to throw that into. Initially, I, my first thing was youth ministry and going that route. Um, but ended up going to camp and trying it out for a full season doing camp, doing camp ministry. After camp ministry, went to Noka Rams, Ego Rams, Go Rams. and got a communications uh, associate degree or work towards that. Then decide to go back to Northwestern. That's when uh, Tyler, I was hanging out with him more, and then he told me, hey, you should be my RA, right? Assist- was like, yeah, assistant, I was the RA. Assistant yeah. RA. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I should be the assistant RA, the MP. And so I went mm. and did that, uh, and I told Northwestern, though, I said, hey, I don't want to return unless you guys can switch my major up. And they said, well, we don't think we can do that. You'd have to be here an extra couple years or an extra full year. And I said, okay, well – uh well i don't know i i guess i'll try i guess i'll try so then i i'm tyler's uh justin took his time going through college took my time so then i'm helping team eggs out with being his assistant ra we go through school and then we go to this discipleship training thing and that's when i really got into videography more is i applied to this internship program where i'd make videos for southern training projects my prior experience was i just made videos on my phone randomly my first video ever was a camping vlog with my buddy nate and a couple other people and just had fun editing it editing the video then southern training project i decided i want to be serious about this and i remember showing a couple people the first videos ever made the recap and people would be like oh yeah no, that's good and my wife <laughs> actually, nice job buddy my wife actually uh told me a couple of years ago that when we were dating she said yeah initially i just didn't think you you really had it i know how you were gonna run your own production company and do this professionally i was like thanks sweetie so <laughs> they were not married at the time but, married, but she told you when you were married she told me well towards the end stage of dating when i actually okay. started getting good yeah so yeah then after that summer i took a year off i worked at olive garden i grinded my business i launched my wedding business at the time and shot about 40 to 45 of them which is crazy 40 wow. to 45 weddings in one year how yeah. did you what do you attribute that volume to 
for someone just getting started, that seems like an insane number to have, like pretty much right away. Yeah, <laughs> can I answer? Yeah, cheap prices. Cheap prices. Yeah. One. Okay. Uh, which I mean, fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred was what I was booking, which for me, I mean, right in college, almost that's good money. You know, that's yeah. pretty solid. But for a videographer, like that's like starting out. Price, oh right? yeah, that's yeah. low. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I had a guy named Joseph who reached out to me on LinkedIn, my favorite platform, social media platform. <laughs> And he is Christian dude, boring and believer, amazing guy. He reached out to me and just said, Hey, Justin, we think we sell your work. We think we can book you 20 to 30 more weddings. And I was like, cool. I'll hop on a call with him. Wow. Then I hopped on a call with him. He showed me how to do it. But I was like, dude, I don't really care to learn. You can just do it for me because you clearly know how. And he said, okay, it'll be $3,000 uh, and then $3,000 for the next two months. So 9,000 about total. I think he's get a thousand dollar off deal or something. And I said, okay, cool. If you say it works and, you know, I, and he just said, it will work as long as you do what I say. And I said, okay, I'll do what you say. And so I'd get these leads that would come in my phone and I would text them. I'd shoot them an email right as the lead comes in, because that's them seeing my ad hitting this learn more button. And then boom, I text and email them saying, Hey, um, introducing myself, letting them know my package and my prices and just trying to connect with them. So and the timing is critical. Timing. I mean, the faster you do it, the more likely someone will make an impulse decision. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just true. Let's say it's later. not wrong. Yeah. yeah. So especially for my prices, they're pretty low. And yeah. and it, towards the end, you're after trying I, to help them. You're yeah, trying to help them impulse into getting price. somebody cheaper. Exactly. And then after I did 30, I told Joseph, like, dude, this is working too well. I need to raise my prices. So mm-hmm. then I started doing 2,000, 2,500, but then I still booked another like 14 more. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. It's, and that's also what kind of got me more into realizing the power of ads and sales and that's kind of actually the direction that i'm going towards in my career right now so we're oh yeah because you do like anderson windows you're like you're basically taking videos of windows for ads so the videos i create for anderson window they they have taken a lot of money for a couple specifically and they will pump anywhere from like 50 to two hundred fifty thousand dollars into these videos i'm making and they'll shoot them out to get uh either homeowners or specifically these contractors the people who install the windows because if you think about it if you go to see if you're a homeowner, you're not going to install your own window. You're going to go to specialist. And so if we target the specialist and we get them to fall in love with Anderson, the homeowner goes to the specialist, specialist says Anderson, that's probably what you're going with as the homeowner. Right. So yeah. I want to ask you about that, um, <clears throat> about shooting videos of windows, because you've already said you've done weddings. You start out doing weddings. I know you've also shot music videos for various people. So that's over here. This is way over on the artistic end of the spectrum, right? Involving a lot of beauty, a lot of creativity multi-sensory and then you got windows mm-hmm. okay now so, only so much you could do with the window <laughs> yeah. how did now does that frustrate you to shoot way over at this end of the spectrum over at like the concrete engineered ordinary end or do you actually like the balance that comes from working across the spectrum how do you feel about that yeah so my boss luke he actually has decided and really pioneered anderson in a way and given them a direction where we don't shoot necessarily boring product ad we're trying to make it a story we're trying to sell an experience uh and he's just done really great with that so it's not necessarily me just on assembly line shooting video a window getting made like just on repeat we got a family looking out the window yeah we got got... a family out the window they have a dog you know (laughs) okay it's picturesque maybe there's a lake his leg gets some drone shots like oh it ends up being pretty cool uh but yeah i it's definitely not as full creative brain and also he has a lot of the creativity i'm i'm i will camera up and and dp it's called basically control the lighting and the framing but overall i'm still taking his story but i feel like him and i also work really well together and i'm capturing his vision and it's nice to not have to do all that pre-production because that would take extra time 
and like teammate said i do anderson but then also i've been doing more of my own stuff on the sides a little bit of weddings and then transitioning out into more digital marketing soon here so okay yeah oh i have a question for justin how do you feel when someone calls you a photographer it's the greatest joke out there i feel like people i don't know where they get it from because i post 90 percent of my content maybe 80 is honestly video especially on my story and i i'm like hey and even the camera i have it it doesn't look like it can take a picture yeah but then people are like sometimes i'll I'll have it and it's this beefy it's called the red komodo and it builds up to like seven eight pounds just a beefcake and people will be like oh take my picture i'm like dude do you think it's a computer with a sensor it can't take your picture so i mean technically it's taking 24 every second but i don't know i think maybe people my age and older don't have a category yet for what you do yeah like we just haven't heard the name videographer enough we're stuck in photographer world yeah so that's probably reflective of the kind of comments you get that makes well, sense. that's what that's what i would guess too because like especially because you did so many what a lot of videographers yeah. like the first you're going to hear of a videographer is like doing a wedding yeah and like everyone has the category for a wedding photographer mm-hmm. so they just assume oh this guy's here with a camera he must be the photographer that right. is true right. but and especially i don't know especially because they usually still do a, a wedding still do a photographer like yeah. it's usually photographer or both it's usually not just a videographer oh a lot of times they think oh. i'm like their second shooter that's what i'm saying yeah okay. Just okay. funny, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's funny that you say they don't have a term for it. The other day, my grandma just learned that fish was an animal. So really, I, she just thought like, it, she just thought it was fish before then. That fish weren't funny. actually part of the animal. She just thought they were fish. They were their own thing. Yeah, because you asked really my brother, funny. like, "Oh, why aren't you eating meat? Or why aren't you eating uh, you know meat?" And they're at Red Lobster, and he goes, "You know, fish is meat. I don't want to eat that right now because he's trying this thing." And then my grandma is like, "What do you mean, fish is meat?" <laughs> So I respect that. That's very silly. Oh, yeah. yeah, our friend in our one of our fantasy football leagues, his team name is Justin Coleman Photos. Yeah. And it makes me laugh every single time. With an F or a PH? With a PH. Okay. But it's all caps. The photos is all caps. Yeah. So Justin, every job has things about it that are difficult, mm-hmm. frustrating, hard. What are those parts of being a videographer that frustrate you, that grind on you a little bit? What What's hard about your job? When you lose your footage. Uh, I didn't end up losing that either. Yeah, I've, I had one main instance where I lost some pretty important footage, but then I ended up finding it because uh, there's a golden rule. As soon as you get done with the shoot, you go home and you back everything up. Sometimes you get home at like one or two and you're just so beat. And it's hard to beat the mental barrier. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, that's not too tough. The hardest thing is probably really long shoot days especially when it is a wedding and and you just do so many that it all starts to feel the same and it's just repetition it gets kind of boring um i mean other than that like i don't have much bad experience with videos even like anderson i still really like doing anderson's videos i guess it's just it's an expensive process especially when you get good it's time consuming when you get good i mean it's like okay you could have a kid give a sermon and maybe they spend 20 minutes and they think they prepared everything they needed, but then the pastor would come along and they'd say, Oh, but did you look at this verse in, in Greek and study these translations and look at these commentaries and this guy, Matthew Henry interprets different than let's say Piper over, here. you know, it's like, there's just different levels to it where you get more advanced and then you can't afford to not spend as much time anymore because once you see it, you're like, I have to do it. So. I've got another one, but I'll let you jump in if you get one. I don't remember it. I had it the oh, whole really? time he was talking, and I no, forgot no, it. I'll probably fine. remember it as soon as you ask. Okay. Um, what's it like working with um, brides and people at weddings? Oh. Like, 
this, Tell- this is similar to my question. Can I ask mine quick because it's fast? Okay, sure. Yeah, my, go ahead. My fast one is just, um, do you think your wedding was better because you shot so many weddings? I think for sure. Me and my wife, Jasmine, we had an awesome wedding. I think the biggest part is honestly the people. I think we had the most fun people around besides Matt wasn't able to be there, but I didn't know him as well as I do now, you know. Nice. But uh, <laughs> other than that, like, I mean, camp people are camp people, you know, and just we had a blast. I think part of it, though, is attributed to I've got really good vendors. Our DJ, I feel like, knocked out of the park and we were able to get good pricing and basically be able to be like, okay, what matters in a wedding? Where should you spend the money versus mm-hmm. what doesn't really matter? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I ended up, ours ended up being about like 25000 which is actually on the lower end for weddings. And if we got married during Emily's COVID. laughing at you right now. Yeah, if we got married during COVID, we could have a nice little 3 or 4K. Like, you know, that's an hard one. So. Oh, Emily's made another appearance. Hi, Emily. <laughs> Uh, what was your wedding question, Matt? Well, I I would just imagine or assume that sometimes it can be tough to work with demanding people in a wedding environment just because oh, yeah. it's such a high pressure environment. Everyone has different tastes. Everyone wants something different for an end product. What's it like to work with people in those situations? And do you have any horror stories about how some of those events have gone? Yeah, uh, nothing too crazy. Honestly, I've been very blessed not to work with a ton of bridezillas, like basically at all. I mean, you can tell pretty quick when you're talking to someone on the phone, you can get a gauge of their personality mm-hmm. and be, and initially I was taking everything, but honestly, at my price point, I felt lucky because a lot of the brides are booking me. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's only 1500 bucks. If he sucks, it doesn't even matter. And we <laughs> right. just didn't want the video and they all loved it because also at the right. time, my quality just kept getting better. And now with these more expensive ones, they see my brand and they see how my shooting style is and they basically want to work with me, which is super nice because then I can just deliver and, and give them what they expect. So I haven't had too many bad experiences. Uh, hasn't been really too high high stress, even to be honest. It just can be long days, and I don't know. At the end of the day, too, it's it's cool to look back on it. I'm still waiting for mine. My buddy Henry still doesn't. Well, you still you still don't have your video. No, hopefully, get Jesse got married a year ago. Well, September 23rd. Oh, yeah, 11 late. months ago. I'll text him on uh, August 23rd and say, "Hey, man. Hey, man. Where's that out? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Wow, he was that's on tour Logic though, and had some other cool stuff. So." Wow. Yeah, his wedding videographer, you, you probably don't know who Logic is. I think he's probably in your dead zone. Logic is a famous rapper, and his videographer is good enough that he's on tour with Logic. He's crazy. So that's the delay in getting your, your video done. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. Sounds sounds excusable. <laughs> um, all right. Artistic question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, is it possible to teach someone how to be a great videographer? Or do you feel like those kinds of skills are something a person has to be born with i think it's definitely both i think i mean they have the the life there's a ten thousand hour rule uh but the way at the end of the day i feel like it's even biblical where like god's given people gifts i mean mm-hmm. there's def- there's multiple parables about it and even then when paul talks about like oh you're not gonna have the eye do with the foot or the hand or you mm-hmm. know i'm totally butchering it but along the same same those lines where there's some people that god just made and they're so creative and I had a conversation yesterday with a couple buddies. I went over to their place and we were talking about the, the business uh, that I kind of foresee for my future. And then I wanted to kind of gauge where they're at and their stuff. And my buddy Sawyer is just creative genius. But when it comes to business, he just isn't really passionate about it. He doesn't, he, it just, he'll lose track and just the way his mind works, he doesn't really care for it. And so, and then I met with these two other people, Kira and Charlie, they're very great producers. And so just us as a team coming together, we could, feel that because of our talents we can make something that is incredible and get it done at a good deadline and just have it well packaged so i don't know at the end of the day you can learn it i like i've learned it i'm pretty good but at the end of the day too there's there's people out there that 
they like Brandon Mosley, he's a guy with that's family friend of my wife and their family. He started like a year and a half ago and he's probably in another year he'll be better than me or less. Like he's yeah. just got he's just got it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Matt, would you say I feel like that's correct? I feel like that's true for like most careers though. Like most like most like things. Like like I could work for years at videography and I I don't think I would ever be as good as Justin, but I could like do it well enough to like like I would improve a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would think it's kind of similar for well, pastoral ministry is different because we believe that like you're called to do it in a in a way that you're not necessarily called to some other jobs, but like mm-hmm. like a teacher, like some people like my dad is just an exceptional teacher like in general um but even if he wasn't as good of a teacher he'd still be a pretty good teacher now because he's been doing it for 38 years you know do you think there are any jobs that aren't like that this is kind of a tangent justin you can weigh into are there any jobs that like it's not what gas station (laughs) gas station is all skill yeah i might be personal honestly some people are more personal than others yeah you go to quick trip they say see you next time or whatever but you'd get better at it if you had to do it for five years yeah i don't know yeah I mean, I think there's probably, like most things in life, there's probably a spectrum of jobs where it's really important that you have these kind of natural ingrained giftings um, to do this kind of work. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where it's like, eh, pretty much anybody can learn this, like operating a building station or maybe working at Home Depot and mopping the aisle, right? I mean, there's everything is on a spectrum there somewhere. Like pastoral work, I'd probably put way over at the end of like, natural gifting Mm. like because my own opinion is that it's more about who you are as a person Mm. than like what you do or what you know like there's this like pastoral gifting basically it's a biblical concept and so basically i'm saying okay where's videography on on that spectrum sure right is it more toward this end where you're kind of born with it or is it like anyone can learn the technical skills to get this done yeah so sounds like it's a good mix somewhere somewhere in the middle but i am interested to know what you would say are the most important qualities that someone needs to have to be a great videographer um is it like an eye for beauty is it timing is it i I don't know what would you say i mean the most important part of videography is the editor and how they edit the piece because you could have a guy who shoots something and maybe there's a story there maybe there's not but the way that the editor can take their footage, manipulate it, and turn it into something. It's, I mean, they're, they're, they're I don't know, it's almost like the, the shooter is like, hey, God, I'm coming to you with these gifts. And then God's like, I'm going to move this gift here, do this there. And like, and he's the actual like artist, you know? Yeah. Not that you, you can't have like nobody just shoot. You can't have like, you know. But like, but like, I've second shot for you. Yeah. Like, I have like no artistic ability. Uh, okay. And it's... I've t- taken footage for his wedding. So I'm yeah, learning something footage here. Good. So it sounds like yeah, the footage, <laughs> the footage is kind of the raw materials. Yeah. Like the clay. Yeah. You know, if you want to use that analogy. And that there's a sculptor who takes the raw materials yeah. and sculpts something out of it. And that's perfect. Now. And it sounds like that's really the, um, where the creative gifting lies. Yeah. I kind of figured it was um, just like the way you shoot something or the angle or the whatever. But it sounds like it's more on the back end. More on the well, back end. I mean, yeah, you, you don't I mean, matter, side. right? Yeah, yeah. they matter. They different move, camera movement, and different framing conveys certain emotions. And you're gonna want to use like a push in somewhere. You're gonna want to tilt the camera in some way. It just depends what you're shooting to. And all the thing is though, in the edit, you can even rotate footage. You can punch in and post. Like, there's so much you can do nowadays with the software that's coming to where you could take poorly shot stuff and you can turn it into crazy entertaining stuff. Hmm. So. 
Yeah. I like the analogy of the, the clay and the sculptor. Okay. Not all clay is good clay either. So it's on par. You can't just have some dude shoot with the lens cap right. on. You know, <laughs> Has that happened? <laughs> no. Okay. Somewhere in there, in there, I lost, we, we lost, or I ran over the fact that you shot some really good uh, footage for Justin, yeah. I think. I don't right? know about really good footage. I was the second shooter and I, took footage and my point saying that was not like oh look i shot a wedding it's just like this the the editor matters way more because if i edit the wedding video it would look so bad <laughs> what does it mean to be the second shooter i also have a camera and i do the easy shots yeah do you work with any kind of direction or are you just your yeah. Own boss yeah looking with okay. no J- justin okay. says go, well, there, go there i said you, <laughs> that's I said, true you didn't give I me said, some creativity said, look, look boss and just carry this camera that's true they were i would say of the how long were we there? Like 10 hours? Yeah. Of the 10 hours we were there, probably eight and a half of them, I was walking around with a camera, like not actually doing anything. And for an hour, I was on a bus trying to get photos for my like picture videos for myself. See, I still did. And then a half hour, I was actually just following Justin's instruction and taking a couple videos. Like it was like, it was like nothing. This has been a really enjoyable conversation. We got about 60 seconds left. I'm going to give it to you guys since you're best friends. You can use it however you want to. Correct. Um, oh, my my first, uh, my, uh, I don't know how much of our demographic this is, but anyone who's getting married and wants a videographer or a photographer, book somebody who's new that you've seen their stuff and you think it's good. Because like Justin said, it'll probably be better than you, than they look when you see their stuff and they'll be a lot cheaper. That also, would, my, my business model is not having unexperienced second shooters with me. It was the one freak accident that had to be done. And apart from that, we've all always Justin Cohen films have always been professionals on, on every standard. Okay, yeah, sure. That sure, is, sure. that is. Cool. <laughs> Who else has it? I don't know. I'm just thinking of the memes. interns. The interns are good. Yeah, the, okay. But were they professionals? They're professionals. Okay. It's a good thing you got that out there for all a lot of interns. <laughs> Who would be very likely to have a wrong impression yeah, yeah also but also that wedding that we shot that was the one that we're talking about where he lost all of the footage that wasn't yeah. mine but so I he only it. had my footage for like six months but i have it okay that's the end of the podcast uh maybe we'll have justin back sometime we were kind of talking about that uh anyways i'm going to romania or i'm back from romania bye everyone